0: Episode 36. The green view turned brown from drought looks thirstfully to the darkening clouds. Got peaches? Greetings and welcome into the Patuxent General. I am your host, Jess. We have a lot to talk about this week. Peach tea, peach honey, and peach pie. Phew! Two potato soup as requested from a listener, and the continuation of our House in the Corner series, My Adventures in Warwick Castle. This tale is not for the faint of heart. But first, I would like to thank our Patreon subscribers. These zesty people bring the salt and sweet to the Unami that is the Patuxent General, without whom we would merely be tasteless fungus. So, thank you. Well, let's not waste any more time. What about peaches? They're in season right now in Rhode Island, so let's go bananas about peaches. First, a couple of drinks to tempt our sweet tooth. An old-fashioned peach tea. For this recipe, you will need three ripe peaches, peeled and chopped. Save the peels for later. One half cup sugar, three cups water, three cups hot water, plus three tea bags, a saucepan, a glass pitcher, and a mesh strainer. Take your peaches, peeled and chopped, and put them in a saucepan covered with water. Cook on medium heat until soft, then add the sugar and simmer until thickened then strain and add the resulting syrup to the pitcher. Let the tea bags steep in the hot water for three minutes, then take them out and let cool about a half an hour. Add the tea to the pitcher and stir. Over ice with a sprig of mint and a peach slice. Yum! What about a cocktail you ask? Well, this next recipe is much quicker and, well, boozier. The Bourbon Peach Tea. For this you will need two ounces bourbon of your choice, one ounce peach tree schnapps, some black tea, cooled, a peach slice for garnish, a bunch of ice, and a highball glass. Fill your glass with ice, then pour bourbon, then peach tree, then top off with tea and garnish with a peach slice. The layers give a lovely appearance, and this recipe is quick as a bunny. Enjoy while we make a very quick peach pie. For this recipe, you will need one-half cup sugar, One quarter teaspoon of salt. Three cups peaches peeled and sliced. Remember, save those peels. One tablespoon unflavored gelatin. One quarter cup cold water. One half cup heavy cream, whipped. And an eight inch baked pastry shell. Gently mix the sugar and salt with the peaches and let stand for ten minutes. Soak gelatin in cold water for five minutes. Then heat water to dissolve. Stir gelatin into peach mixture and fold in whipped cream. Spoon into baked pie shell, chill at least two hours, and serve with additional whipped cream if desired. And that's it, friends and neighbors. All the peaches you could possibly desire. Are you ready for one more peach recipe? How about peach honey? This comes from the Clemson University website and it is the answer to why am I saving all these peach peels? Well... Take out those peels, eight cups about, and put them in a large saucepan. Cover with water. Cook slowly until soft. Put into a cheesecloth bag and press. Remove all the juice and measure it. You will be adding sugar that is half that amount to the juice itself and into the saucepan. Then boil rapidly until the consistency of honey. Then pour into hot jars, leaving a quarter of an inch headspace. If you are preserving, remove all the juice and measure it. You'll be adding sugar that is half that measure and the juice itself to the saucepan. And boil rapidly until the consistency of honey. Then pour into hot jars, leaving a quarter of an inch headspace. If you are preserving, process five minutes in a boiling water bath. Otherwise, you can wait until cool and refrigerate. Then you have peach sugar for a quick iced tea. Well, that's the whole fruit. How about for something a little more stick to your ribs, like two potato soup? This can be done with meat, like bacon, or vegetarian, my favorite way, or vegan, with cream replacement. Anyway, it's tasty, so let's dive in. Two potato soup. For this recipe, you will need two tablespoons oil of your choice, I use grapeseed, a pint of cream, Three cloves of garlic, chopped small. Two onions, chopped small. Two sweet potatoes, cubed and peeled roughly. Six white potatoes, cubed. Two cups shredded cheddar. Some water. A large pot. Salt and pepper. Four cups of vegetable stock. And an immersion blender or food processor. This tasty soup is fast to make and very filling. It's great served with a salad or just in a bread bowl. First sauté the onions and garlic with the oil in the large pot. When translucent, add the cubed potatoes of both kinds and the vegetable stock. If that doesn't cover the potatoes, add a little more water. Simmer until soft. Blend as much as you desire. I like mine somewhat blended with little chunks, just enough to thicken nicely. Then add cream and salt and pepper to taste. Then add the cheddar cheese and turn off the heat and serve right away that ought to keep you warm enjoy i want to tell you about my friend mike and his electromagnetic pinball museum and restoration arcade it's an all-inclusive place to relax and share anything related to modern pinball em pinball and arcade games a group of pinball and arcade fans with an addiction to games of all kinds and lego 2 $10 gets you free play on pinball and arcade games all day. You can find them at 881 Main Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, or online at www.electromagneticpinballmuseum.com. And now for our continuing series, The House on the Corner, Episode 36, Warwick Castle. January 1987 changed my outlook on just about everything. I had felt free of fear having left the house in the corner behind while living outside Boston in a dorm room at college. I felt free. Months before, I had the opportunity to take a January course, a theater in the London stage course. We would travel overseas with our professors and co-students, first to Stratford-upon-Avon, and then on to London, studying and then watching and reviewing 27 plays in three and a half weeks. I took the option to add five extra days in Paris at the end. I worked two jobs, sold some stuff, and got some cash from generous family members. My budget was tight, but if I ate the continental breakfast every day, it would be fine. This would be my first time on a plane, an eight-hour flight, with my seat in the middle, with three passengers on each side. What I did not know, but figured out quick, was that I got air sickness, so I pushed that out of my mind and dove into my Sherlock Holmes story. Eventually, I fell asleep and when I awoke, we were there, Heathrow. A bus ride later and I was set free in Victoria Station while waiting for my next bus. I ran to the candy shop and asked for jelly babies. Having bought them, I felt comfortable to walk about. Unafraid, but tired and encumbered with a month's gear, I tumbled from the bus when we arrived in Stratford and was in love. The air, the somehow cold, steamy breeze, green everywhere. My days there were spent sightseeing and with coursework at the Globe. It all went too fast. Full English breakfast, just like at home. I was the only one who knew what weedabix bix was or how to eat it. My time in Stratford was a beautiful dream, so I was not prepared for my last day to be filled with such horror that I would be forever changed. This day we got started early and got to the bus for Warwickshire, to my recollection just after dawn. When we arrived, the bus let us out outside the gates, and I remember as I walked through the sunlight dimmed and the clouds rolled across the sky. I knew the day would hold long tours and found the barely open cafe to get a cup of tea, not being a stranger to morning tea at my grandparents' house. My tired mind absorbed the tea with milk and gradually became aware of my surroundings as the tour started. Like any other castle tour that I'd ever been on, we started in the main building. I was astonished by the antiquities that I saw. All impressive, dramatic, and like a museum, as expected. "'We went through Madame Tussauds. "'I must say, quite creepy but tidy display. "'Then we were set free to wander the grounds. "'Remember, this is January, and during the week, "'most of the castle was empty. "'I took my moment and escaped by myself "'to the tower across the square. "'I felt drawn. "'Hurry up, or the others would catch me. "'With some of my classmates trailing behind me, "'I strode, fixedly, to the Watergate Tower, "'walking strong and fast.' I made it there first, and started to climb the stairs, driven by a thought that I must get to the top first. By the time I reached the top, my muscles and knees hurt. I was tired. But when my breathless friends got to the top, I felt the need to flee. I ran down the bowed stone stairs, still slippery from the morning dew, not caring, frightened of the thing following me down the stairs, matching my footfalls, driving me to go faster. While trying not to slip, I ran with it, in hot pursuit to the bottom floor. I stepped outside the tower to find it gone. The air was sweet. The sun was warm. I couldn't stop my eye from going across the courtyard to a door. I was forced, driven, pushed to that door. My classmates drifted around me, but all I could see or hear was the door. My friends, a few minutes behind me, I reach the door which says Dungeon. For some reason, although I want to enter, I'm scared, but driven. I enter and descend into the dungeon proper. I'm alone and I glance around the small space and move to the back wall when my friends walk in. They say, put your hands up to where the manacles are and look at me so that we may take your picture. I do, and then the flash goes off and I am pushed against the stone wall I cannot breathe and I see fingers coming out of the oubliette but not attached to hands I, I see them wearing away the stone between the bars and I look up and the manacles are around my wrists holding me to the wall while white hot pain goes through my wrists I, I hear them crying for help trying to drag me down I, I feel like I am drowning in their voices their fingers clutching at me they're shoving me down and trying to drag me into the oubliette. I feel like I am going to die, and he smothers me. I cannot breathe. I try to scream, and then the flash passes. I am released. I stumble and crawl outside and puke into a trash can. My mind reels as we make towards the bus. On the bus, I try to write everything down that happened. My script is erratic, but I get it all down and turn it in the next day for my journal grade. I receive a B-plus and am asked to read it to the class. This story is not a new one to Warwick Castle. I am of English descent and related to kings that did wrong to the holders of this land. That happens from time to time at the castle. But I will never be able to wipe what the sadistic jailer of Warwick Castle did to those poor folk and me. Thank you again for joining us this week at the PG. If you'd like to reach out with your own ghost story, our email is jess at com. We would love to hear it and tell it. Also, join us at Tag Sale Treasures on Saturday mornings from 10 to 1 for our pop-up general store. Bring your questions, because I'll be there! But until then, I'll meet you right back here at the Patuxent General. A Something for Posterity production, pre-recorded in Patuxent.